Welcome to the In God She Trust podcast. Thanks for joining us today. That's Tasha, Mandy, and Kidry. And holy begonia girls, we uh, got kind of a uncomfortable topic that we want to discuss today, huh? <laughs> yeah, for the third episode, yeah. I'm like, oh, we're really no, diving we're, into like, it. like, go big or go home. Uh, so today we're working on... Begonias. Gonna, I just begonia. want to yeah, no, holy begonias. <laughs> um, you can thank my children for that. Yeah, we say, say holy moly or holy begonias. So, um, yeah, holy begonias. So, beauty, that's going to be the, the topic of discussion that we are going to be brave and broach today um and we all i think made this decision last week and then walked out and questioned our decision about it. <laughs> uh yeah yeah okay can, can i tell a funny story to begin with yes uh, absolutely i absolutely <laughs> not to try to um <laughs> but okay so as we were discussing this last week we were discussing how my daughter has these beautiful long eyelashes and Uh um one side is curlier or flatter depending on what side she sleeps on and you both who um like just assumingly know a little bit more about how to make that all work better than i do um so you said oh have her heat her eyelash curler yeah and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's genius. So I have to try this first before I show her. And so I'm like, I'm totally going to do this. And I'm at home heating my eyelash curler with my blow dryer. It's metal. So you guys know where this yeah. is. Oh, no. <laughs> and I don't know how long to do There's this for. There's a fine line, Mandy. <laughs> how long did you heat it for? Obviously too long. <laughs> I work for an eye doctor, thankfully, because I almost needed him. Um, my eyelash or my eyelid does not have a permanent mark. But I'm not really sure how. And so I just thought, well, okay. So I guess that gives me just a cool story to start off the day with. (laughs) It's a process and you have to like figure it out. I haven't told my daughter about this yet because I haven't mastered it. Because she's going to be like, can you show me? Exactly. And you're going to be like, Bleh. Actually, kid, let's not. Yeah, so for all of you out there that don't know this awesome beauty trick, uh, yeah, if you want to keep your eyelashes curled for a little longer, just heat it up carefully. But not too long. <laughs> with your blow dryer, and yep. then it will... Or give me like, a call, and we can help with yeah. the third degree burns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you can just get fake eyelashes put on like I do. <laughs> I don't even mess with it. I'm just like, glue them on. They'll stick, because without like my eyelashes that I get done I look like a 12 year old because they're short and they stick straight out so I look like I have none I, I had like tried to get them like where like I curled them or whatever and they're just so short and so I'm just like no I need I need my eyelashes on yeah I, I so there's my funny no, anecdote that's good, for today yeah we we wanted to be raw and real about this and vulnerable yeah. about all of this today so. I felt very vulnerable I can tell you that and just beauty in general is just everyone has a different opinion about it and everyone has like a different way on how they go about it so I like that it was like a nice little like (sighs) breathing moment um so of course being the nerd I am like I was just looking up some stuff and I just wanted to start off with just some statistics that I very catchy I read about very me yes I'm (laughs) we're like let's be raw and vulnerable here's a list of statistics I I can't go into something unprepared. I just can't. You know, I'm just like, yeah, I just, I'm just not that You person. all have that friend, we know. Yes, yeah. I am the one that, like, researches and looks up everything and, like, makes sure everything is good before. And I burn my eyelashes. Or my eyelids on. And, and I just wing it. It's cool. So, three different personalities. It's great. This is why God called us together. It's awesome. Okay, so according to an article found on details on health 
net, the global beauty industry, which is like hair care, makeup, skin care, etc., is worth $511 billion. Um, women in the U.S. Uh, spend up to $3,756 on beauty products each year. Makeup statistics show that young women in the ranges of 18 to 29 wear makeup several times a week. 31% wear makeup every single day and only 10% never use makeup. More than 56 of men in the United States wear some form of makeup product. That one blew my mind. I had no idea about that one. Um, 96% of beauty brands have an Instagram account. And then um, an article written on wildcat.arizona.edu says um, Dove completed a study called The Real Truth About Beauty where they found out only 4% of women worldwide think of themselves as beautiful and 72% of women feel pressure to look beautiful. Many women lack confidence and society and society's beauty standards are set for us as they play a role in this. And that was a quote from the article. That was not me saying this. And then according to another article um, on myshortlister.com, Americans spend about $33 billion each year on weight loss products. And gastric bypass surgery is the most common form of weight loss surgery, costing an average of $23,000. And then my final one, um, according to the National Eating Disorder Association, up to 70 million people, both male and female, suffer from eating disorders so there's all of those like astounding statistics and so i think we look at those and we can take those for what they are and what we know that they are mm-hmm. um so but but what do they mean in our in our persona of our personal selves yeah. and what do they mean in the the aspect of what and how we look like to the Lord. I think yep. that that's an important thing and Absolutely. how we look at like look at ourselves. So we have all of these astounding like I said just numbers mm-hmm. and we are privy to the what's the word? Um pressure mm-hmm. to be beautiful in society and our children are especially seeing that. Um but let's let's break it down and let's let's really talk about what being beautiful means and with that being said I will not go out of the house without makeup on so um (laughs) this is not a plug to say just go skin free and whatever you know that's not what this is at all um so (laughs) I won't either so I'm, I'm right there with you yeah yeah, I think all of us have makeup on, and it's Sunday, and we're yeah. sitting in, in yeah. my bathroom again. However, I, was, I have to tell you this, because I was, I was telling Mandy this yesterday, because it cracked me up. I'm a kindergarten mom, and we, um, it is hilarious, the different, like, there's two different moms. There's pre, pre like, um, or, like, drop-off mom, and there's pickup mom <laughs> when it comes to school. And drop-off mom is um, you do not make eye contact with each other. You have your sunglasses on. You're most Usually your hair is up or in a ball cap. Um, you, like, scurry out of your car, unload the, you know, kid, quick hug, don't make eye contact again, you know, walk around. And, you know, if you recognize a vehicle, you're, like, looking down in a quick wave and a smile so you don't seem rude. And then by the time it's, like, pick up, you know, you can walk with confidence to, you yeah, know. Like, look at me, I'm done walk off. Up, like, I got my clothes on, I got my makeup on, my hair's done, you know. And then you can actually have a conversation with eye contact and <laughs> and it cracked me up because you know like that's just the, that's the reality of it and it was honestly until 
until I became a kindergarten mom. That was like the first time that I like felt like it was okay to go mm-hmm. out and like just bear all and, mm-hmm. and just kind of be my, my true self because I wasn't alone. And so mm-hmm. it was kind of refreshing and yeah. I love all my, uh, my, my kinder moms. That's awesome. I, I love, love that story so much. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to read a scripture, Genesis 1, 26 through 27 <clears throat> says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. They will rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock of the whole earth and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image he created him in the image of god and he created them male and female Mm -hmm. and i I feel like that's a really good place to start with beauty because every single person on earth is created in the image of god Mm -hmm. absolutely um we we have to be accountable to that scripture right there um because it's what matters to him and it's not what matters to us and i was laying down last night and i was getting ready to fall asleep and it's always in those moments that i'm not expecting to hear from god Mm -hmm. um and that he will he will put something on my heart and so the thing that as i was falling asleep that came across in my brain was god never convicts us about how we look no that's never a conviction from him nope and so we have to take that and like just completely embrace that fact that everything that we feel about ourselves, our insecurities about our looks, our weight, our confidence, all of those things, that is not a God thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, <clears throat> it's, and it's always usually pressure from Instagram accounts or models or celebrities or I mean, each other, each other, you know, like that. Oh, she's wearing, I mean, I remember when I was in seventh, eighth grade, I was like allowed to wear like lip gloss and a little bit of mascara. And then I had some friends who were like done up 100% and I would like, like, well, they look prettier than I do. And I just remember feeling that in seventh grade. And my mom was like, you don't, like don't compare yourself to those other people because what they feel comfortable in is different what you're going to feel comfortable in and it's like that thing that now I really feel that um I'd say like young teens and young girls but I would even say just like adult women Mm -hmm. I mean when we go on social media and we view all of these celebrities or you know the media of these women and really pretty amazing clothes and everything I think I I would go so far to say that 90 percent of photos have some form of touch up mm-hmm. or editing Absolutely. or something. I mean, I don't post a picture <laughs> on Instagram without at least one filter, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it, and it's, the world is always perceiving us as like, we have to look our best. We have mm-hmm. to, you know, we put it out there that I'm living my best life and I'm looking my best when in reality, we always feel like we have to put a filter on something. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we're not confident in ourselves, but like, I remember times when I was, um, 22, 23, I would not post a picture without making my face look thinner or doing something to my lips. Like, Mm -hmm. and like even times, um, I remember being so insecure in my own body that if I, if I had a full body pic that I was uploading, I uploaded like this, um, app that I could adjust the size of my waist a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it was like, no one would really know that if I didn't put it out there. But I just remember feeling like I had to look a certain way and my pictures had to look a certain way because I was surrounded by all of these pictures Mm -hmm. of these women that looked fabulous. And I was like, well, I don't look like that. And so I would adjust my photos, not a ton, you know, it wasn't like a catfish situation, you know, but it was like when I was, you know, young twenties, 
there was not a single photo of me where I did not at least like soften my skin or whiten my teeth or something. And now it's like, I've, you know, come into a different light, but I remember that feeling so much. And even now, sometimes it's hard for me to be like, oh, well that, that there's a really deep wrinkle there or, you know, something where I feel I'm like, no, that's not who God says I am because God looks to the heart. He doesn't look to the outside. Right. Yeah. I've, uh, I, I didn't have issues per se in like high school. It was in my early twenties, um, as well. And I, I was, you know, I'm five, three and I was 118 pounds. Um, and when I was like 22 and I remember being bullied, um, by girls in my circle, um, that I shouldn't say in my circle, but they were friends of people in my circle and I started dating this guy and this girl who was an ex of him and I knew I was smart enough to know that she was trying to hurt me because she like yep. you know but she would call me at like 10 30 at night and say you know you stupid fat mm you know mm. like he's never gonna stay with somebody who's as fat as you are yep. and and like I was I was fine like and I knew that like I but it immediately sent insecurities into me so I immediately started going to the gym and um and and you know I was 118 pounds and That's I was fine. fine you know and then so eventually like I got to a point where I was down to 103 pounds and I felt good. I felt really comfortable mm -hmm. with myself, um, but it all stemmed from that. Like, I know they're being mean, but I don't want to ever give anybody a reason to mm -hmm. say those things to me again. Yeah. And um, and so you didn't want to give them that. Yeah, that, that yeah. power. And so I was like, in my mind, I was taking control of the situation, and I wasn't, you know, thinking of myself as fat, but I was just trying to, you know, not give anybody a reason to hurt me again. Right. And so I think there's different ways that we deal with that. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I mean, I think we've all probably been bullied for, for certain things. Yeah, and I know that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a dance teacher and so I have a lot of young girls and, um, sometimes just like how they view their own bodies. It's, it's, I mean, it's insane to me. Um, you know, I mean, I dealt with it when I was young too, but, um, I mean, I have eighth graders who are like five, eight, maybe 110 pounds saying they're fat. And I'm like, where are you getting this from? I'm like, there's nothing on, <laughs> there's, there's nothing for you to take off. And it's and it. I think it's just like you know, the world pressures of how we need to look. And I mean, I might be so bold as we put so much of our identity into our beauty yeah, and how we are perceived by the world. And whenever we put our identity in other, something other than Jesus Christ and God and how we are viewed in him, that is when things just like go completely amok, you know, is because we're, we're putting our identity in how we look and how people perceive us instead of going to the one who created us mm -hmm. and the one who formed us in his image and be like, okay, God, what do you say about me? How do you feel about me? Do you think I'm beautiful? I mean, obviously he did because he, we are created in his image and he is all holy and all beautiful. And we are created with that in, with, with us in mind, he created us like that. And it's, if we put our identity in anything other than Jesus Christ, that's when we start to feel insecure mm -hmm. or we start to feel less than or unworthy or whatever word you want to put in there. And it's, we may, we have to make sure that we're not putting our identity and all of our focus into how the world perceives us. Mm -hmm. Because if we're, if we're, if we're looking for validation from people and from the world, we're always 
going to be disappointed. I mean, to some, to somebody you might be too fat, but to somebody else, you're not, you're, you, you don't have enough meat on your bones. I mean, there's always going to be these opinions of the world, but it's the opinion of the father that we need to be seeking after. And there's nothing in the Bible that says that you have to be, you know, your BMI has to be a specific, you know, yeah. number or anything like <laughs> no, that. Um, and, and, you know, we do there and Kitcher, I'm sure you have a note about this, but <laughs> there is, there's a scripture. Um, I think it's in first Peter four something about, um, don't address your beauty by wearing, I knew you had it, um, by wearing no. jewels. Yes, I have okay. it. Read it. Read it. Okay. It's, okay. I love how you're like, you have it. I do have it. First Peter three, three through four. Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit in which God, uh, which in God's sight is very precious. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. I love you. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you literally stole my words. I have one for later. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure it's in her notes. Um, so again, with that being said, we're all wearing jewelry right now. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not it's not us saying you know just completely take away from your adornments or anything like that. What that is saying is that don't don't make that who you are. Don't exactly what you yep. are saying. Don't use that as your identity. Um, I'm curious, Mandy, because you have a teenager. How do you parent a teenage girl who is getting ready to go into high school and who is undoubtedly going to face those things? Well, she already does. They, I, even down to mom, like, I need to make sure my hair is so perfect every day. And we we're, I mean, we went through the phase of it has to be like a slicked, super tight, absolutely no like no volume flyways. or flyaways or just so many different things. Um, to now we can try a few different things, but you know, there there's so much pressure and you know, what am I gonna wear? How's this gonna look? Mom, you know, I I need to wear something Kind of like this. Luckily, you know, she, I've set pretty good ground rules where as some of the trends of kind of the crop tops and a lot of exposed abdomen is not something that she is falling into, at least yet. And so, and you know, if that's your style, then awesome. Um, It's a style that we as a family have kind of decided that she's not, um, it's not age appropriate for her um, because that's our personal our thing but you guys you know everyone gets to kind of decide and everyone gets to feel comfortable but our conversation revolves around what is going to make you feel comfortable what is going to you know portray what you want to portray about yourself and um but I mean down to mom I don't want you to you know, you need to make sure my eyelashes are exactly perfect. And we spend a lot of time talking about eyelashes every morning, which is funny because that's my first story. But, um, I mean, I, it's, it's a, it's a long process every single morning for the three things that she does. She does a couple dots of concealer. We do her hair and she does, um, mascara and it's a long, it's a long process with conversation almost every single day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Thank, she, thankfully not with a lot of comparison though right. and That's that is good. kind of one of the things of you know she has her friends that don't wear anything they have just amazing natural 
beauty with dark eyelashes because we do not have dark eyelashes in my family. Um, we have transparent eyelashes. And so then she has her friends who wear a lot and they, you know, they get up and they curl their hair every morning and they put on a lot of makeup and they know how to do eyeliner in a way that I don't even know how to do. And, um, you know, there's discussion about that, but thankfully I, I, you know, I hit the jackpot. So I don't have to deal with that as much yet. But it's coming, I'm sure. <laughs> High school. High school. And just, yeah, well, yeah, just in general, I think, just, I mean, I've even come across, um, and I, I can't say, like, it's just other people, because it's totally me, too, where I'm just like, oh, I have to look like this. <laughs> like, no, I really don't. And it, honestly, it wasn't until the pandemic that it changed my mind. And it was because, like, I was at home all the time. I wasn't working. Or if I was working, it was just very, very limited on the computer. And so I was just like, cool, I don't have to put on makeup. And um, it really wasn't until COVID hit that I was like, I don't have to wear makeup every time I go outside. And if you feel like you have to put on makeup to go outside, fine. But it was like I was going to the gym a lot. I was constantly sweating it off. And then I was constantly showering because I was like, cool, I have a lot of extra time. Let's just go to the gym. And so my I was like, what's the point in putting on makeup if it's just going to be showered off or sweat off? And that it wasn't until then where I was like, I can go outside without makeup on. This is awesome. <laughs> but it, it, but it was like the first couple times I thought that everyone was staring at me like, oh my gosh, is that what you look like? <laughs> <laughs> and then it got to the point where I actually like put on makeup. One of my um, girlfriend's kids was like, you look different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm actually wearing, <laughs> I'm actually wearing makeup today. Um, and it's just, and it's everybody's confidence level and it's going to be different and how they want to make themselves portray, you know, or want to portray themselves. It's going to be different. It doesn't have to fit into a specific box. And I, I think it's important though, that on the opposite side of that spectrum that we encourage and start changing the mindset of how we speak to people because it's like you said somebody said you know that you look different and I know that there's been several times that like I'll decide okay I'm not gonna do eyeshadow today I'm just gonna do you know uh, mascara and undoubtedly on those days somebody will inevitably say wow you look really tired today yes or like are you sick yeah you're like no and and they and and that immediately like i mean i know it's spoken out of a concern right but it's those comments that really set somebody's confidence level back Mm -hmm. and so it is a matter of just starting to compliment people and i do this with my daughter all the time you start to use words so that they will become those words. Of course, mm-hmm. I tell her that she's beautiful, but I also tell her, you are so smart. You are so funny. You are so responsible. You are mm-hmm. so clever, you know, using those words to help her find her identity in something other than beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't just have to start at that young age. We can start utilizing that in our friendships and our relationships as well with people. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And one thing I want to um, point out is it's not... Like, I mean, uh, there's like a ton of conversation that the beauty industry puts unrealistic beauty expectations on women, but the same goes for men as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, like there's this um, whole body positivity movement, which I think is great. Include all body types, um, but you don't see it in the male perspective. I mean, Mm -hmm. I see Calvin Klein ads with with men who just like have these amazing like physiques, but then like you go over to, you know, a a different ad and there's women with all different body types, but I don't see that on the male side. And I also feel like it's also, I mean, it's probably really heavily on the woman's side because of, you know, since like, I don't know, 1920s, 1910s, it's been, you know, all this stuff, but it's, 
like, I feel honestly that sometimes men don't feel heard as well in the beauty industry as well. And that they have those unrealistic expectations, but like that, um, well, like it says in that first Peter, that God looks to the heart with imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit in which God's sight is very precious. I mean, I've seen some of the most beautiful people that are completely ugly, quote unquote, ugly to me because of how they treat people. Like you said, like some of the words they say and everyone's like, oh, she's just so amazing. I want to look like her. But I'm like, but her inside or his inside is just so hateful and mean. And I always say hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And so usually like whatever they feel on the inside is what's going to come out. And it's, you know, just because you look pretty on the ins or on the outside does not mean that it's a beautiful soul on the inside. And it's the, the heart that God always looks at. And it's that, that we have to make sure that we're adorning, you know, like, like it said, um, it's Colossians three twelve, I believe you may or may not have it on your list. Um, says to clothe yourselves in humility, gentleness, and patience, mm-hmm. which is exactly what you're saying there. Mm-hmm. We have to, it doesn't really matter if you choose to wear the crop top or not, but you, you need to make sure you have the humility, the gentleness, and the patience. And, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I know I fall short of that, oh, yeah. um, but that's, that's the goal, even though I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person, I compare myself constantly. I compare myself to random strangers, to just everything. That is, that is a huge fault and, of mine, and I have done it my whole life. And I know I fall short, but if I were to put myself into paying attention to what God cares about, then I don't have anyone to compare myself except for to, to what mm-hmm. he expects. And so that's my... Um, you know, that's where I go to, to pull myself out of the trenches that you totally fall into when you start doing that. And ultimately, the thing that we really have to focus on is that when it comes to when we get to heaven, the Lord's not going to line us up by the Shape tens size. down mm-hmm. to the ones, you know, <laughs> there's no rating system for him on appearance or anything because he will see all of us as it says in Genesis in him in his image. What's gonna matter is, as we've said so often, the heart and what we did and what we did for him ultimately. How did we fulfill our purpose? That's what makes us beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's people in my life that I don't quite remember like what they looked like. But I remember that they had like the most beautiful spirit about them Mm -hmm. or that their eyes twinkled. Um, And that was my grandpa. Like he had just the best spirit about him and his eyes literally Mm -hmm. would twinkle. And I just wanted to always emanate that spirit that he had with him. But he just resonated God's love to everybody. Yeah. And that was amazing to me. Yeah, you never hear somebody get up at a, at a funeral, but like her makeup was flawless all yes. the time. <laughs> That's not what people say. Yeah. It's not. It's it's. I never she lit that. up a room when she came in. Yeah. She was so kind to everyone. Everyone wanted to be her friend or his friend, and it's it's not like wow, her makeup was on point every time mm-hmm. I saw them, mm-hmm. you know, or like she she was always you know the perfect bot. You know, no one says that at a funeral. No, nip least. Not one that you've been not to one that to. I've ever been to, been to, and that's not what I want somebody to say yeah. at my funeral. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, 
cool if you think my makeup was great all the time, which it's not. But, you know, um, one th- uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you are bought with a price so glorified glorify God in your body. Everything we do should glorify him and show people him. And so like, if you want to wear makeup, cool. If, but you know, make sure it's, it's done tasteful or, you know, how like you talk about your, your daughter with, you know, what she wears or her stuff, everything we do should, should glorify God. So it shouldn't be used as an excuse for like, Oh, well, it's just, God sees me as beautiful. So I get to do whatever I want. We have to make sure that we're making good choices because we are ultimately going to glorify God with our choices that we do. I think that verse also does put a call on us to take care of our bodies. Absolutely. And because it is his temple, we don't get to destroy it. We don't yeah, get to. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. yeah. And we we absolutely um, have a call, as I said, to to not be lazy, to not put toxic things into our body, um, you know, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll call the kettle black on that one, you know, like I have been, been there, done that. And yeah. so it's not to say that I, I heed that all the time, which I know I should. Um, but it's absolutely just something that God gave us this vessel. So we need to take care of it and we need to do what we can to prolong it because our purpose for him is to win souls for him. So the longer we're here to do that, the better. Right. And if we're, if we're putting things in our body that that's ultimately going to make us sick and make us, you know, um, ineffective for the kingdom of God, like that's not what he wants us to do. And it's just, you know, those daily choices of, you know, do I eat this or do I eat this? And I'm not saying like, I'm not going to turn this into like a whole, like, you know, weight loss thing, but it's like, I remember that, um, like a while back, I kind of told you guys about this last week that like, I have always struggled with my weight, always have. And I put so much emphasis and I honestly, like I'll go so far that I still put a lot of emphasis on my weight. Like, um, you know, after, after my breakup, I've put on eight pounds and like, that's something I think about constantly and I have to fight myself with it, but it's like, okay, am I exercising? Am I making sure that I I get some veggies? Am I drinking my water? And that's what it's about. It's like, am I making healthy choices? I'm going to eat a cookie if I want to eat a cookie. (laughs) I love sugar. So it's like, it's like that give and take. And I feel like we could go one end of the spectrum or another. We're like, oh, you can't have any sugar. You can't have any whatever. I have to always eat a salad. I'm not a salad person. I don't eat salad. But then it's like, okay, I'm not always going to choose bad food either. It's like, God gave us bodies to glorify him, but it's, it's not to be so strict that we can't enjoy life and and enjoy makeup or jewelry or something like that. But everything we do has to be, our identity has to be centered in him or else it gets really, really whacked. Well, we have to look at it like we, we create idols out of our vices, like food, alcohol, cigarettes, um, you know, other things that we do to our body. If we self harm ourselves, if we do those things, there's, there's all sorts of things that become our, um, go to in a time of a depression or Or a God thing. Yep. And we treat it as an idol as opposed to stopping and saying, okay, Lord, instead of sticking my spoon in this pint of ice cream, I need to hit my knees and come to you for some, some assurance and just, um, satisfaction in my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, so someplace that I was thinking is 
we've all potentially been hurt by something someone has said. Tasha talked about how, you know, an, an ex-boyfriend's ex-girlfriend, you know, purposely intended to hurt her. I know I've had my moments. Kitri's probably had hers. Yep. Um, and I think that most every woman has a story that this person made me feel less than. And it's generally physically about something, how we look, our weight, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And that can be a huge like roadblock in moving forward with having confidence in who we are, even, you know, regardless if we're trying to have confidence in what we look like and our weight and things like that, but even moving forward and just finding someone or believing that someone can think that you're beautiful or think that you are worthy. Um, And so I'm apologizing for the women out there who have done that to each other. I, Mm -hmm. I don't really feel like I can apologize for men, but just know that, you know, they say it out of a place of hurt. And so when you're thinking about that and i am as guilty of this of of this as anyone instead of you know i don't know holding it against whoever is actually trying to be kind or not believing them to instead you know like to work through it by going to what does god think of me what does god think like does god think i'm beautiful does god think i'm skinny enough does god think whatever whatever it is and go exactly like tasha was saying and and get on your knees and just pray and you have to work through that some of that stuff and part of it is it's working through it with God. And it's not, not instant. Just, it's not instant. It's, it's a it's a instant. taking every thought captive kind of a situation yeah. and allowing yourself to forgive yourself if you feel like you, you know, you've let things um, get out of the way or if you have maybe not taken the compliment that you should have taken or push them away because they tried to make you feel better and you didn't just all of those different things. It, it really kind of comes back to God for that healing, for that growth, for the moving forward. And you know, something that I, I did, even though it was really hard when that girl called me on the phone that day, um, even though she hurt me with her words, the, the thing that I said in response to her on the phone was, because she, she said she was like, you're ugly, you're fat, you're da-da-da-da-da, he's not going to love you, da-da-da-da-da. And I, I took a deep breath and I said, I'm sorry you feel that way. I said, I personally think that you are beautiful and I will um, take all you said into consideration. And I hope that you have a really great night with your daughter. Because she had a little girl. Mm-hmm. And, um, and 10 years later, she found me on Facebook and she apologized to me. Wow. Yeah. And... Um, and, and I had completely forgot about it, to be honest with you. Um, but we in turn have to take those hurts and not return them. Mm-hmm. And I know it's going to sound cheesy, but I really don't care that our, <laughs> cause you know, who cares, but those addictions that we have in life, we have to change our mindset and in turn become addicted to God. Um, because again, he's really the only thing that matters in our life and the only place that we're going to find true satisfaction. And we become slaves to what we become addicted to. Mm -hmm. Whatever we put above God, we ultimately become a slave to, whether it's um, alcohol or weight loss pills or, you know, whatever. I mean, I've put my identity in things that I have become a slave to. And it's I mean, a lot of people like to think that um, who this, these are people who are who do not follow Christ. <laughs> You're fine. Um, that um, Christianity is just a big 
bunch of rules that of do's and don'ts that you can't, there's no freedom in that. Well, actually there's a ton of freedom in Jesus Christ. And it's a lot of people think, oh, well I can, I'm just going to get really real here, go have sex with whoever I want. And it's not going to matter because it's freedom for me. But eventually if like, if that behavior continues, we become a slave to it. Mm-hmm. Or it might start off as one drink to relax after work, but then it becomes four or mm-hmm. five. And then we have to have it in order to survive. We become a slave to those mm-hmm. things. And it's it's God that it, there's freedom in that because he can break chains of addiction mm-hmm. or chains of beating yourself up or comparing yourself. And one thing that I also want to talk about is like, I mean, that girl was saying, things to you, how would, you know, and I love that she apologized and that's amazing, but like, how would she feel if someone was saying that to her daughter? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and, and it's, what do we tell ourselves in our own heads that we would be so furious at if someone told our kids that? Mm -hmm. And we have to make sure that our thoughts, like taking our thoughts captive on who we are. And if we don't believe we're beautiful, if we're, if we're looking at ourselves in the mirror saying, Oh, I'm ugly today. Or I've, Oh, the, the scale said I put on another pound or so I need to take that off. Like what, what if we spoke that into our kids Mm -hmm. and it would, we'd be furious at it. So why do we speak it into our own heads? Mm -hmm. Because that's not what God speaks into us. He speaks in, I love you. You are mine. I have called you by name. You know, it's, it's things like that, that I've had to work on be like, okay, that's me. That's not God. Right. And I'm glad you brought up the sex thing because that's a, that's another branch of this topic is like how many decide to find their self-worth and their validation through men. That's me. Yeah. I'm, well, or was me. Was. <laughs> was me. Everyone's like, I should be for no, a that was time me. call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no. But it was like, um, I, I'm not saying that I was like sleeping around, but like I put so much identity in like having a relationship Mm -hmm. and then those the men that I was in a relationship with and this is not all of my boyfriends I want to make that very clear but especially (laughs) there was one I had early college he was massively abusive to me not physically but he like verbally and mentally and emotionally just abused me and it took me five years to to unlearn the stuff that, I mean, he was like, oh, you need to go to the gym today. He would say stuff like that to me, or I would be going out and I'd be putting on makeup and all of a sudden he's like, who are you looking good for? You know, and he would, he would play these mind games, but I would put so much emphasis on my relationships and sleeping with men that did not deserve me because in my head, the enemy and myself, he like Satan was like, well, he won't love you. He'll leave if you don't do this. He'll leave if you don't look this way. He'll leave if you don't go to the gym. He'll leave if you're not this body type. And I'm like getting emotional about it because I believed all of those lies. And it took me years in order to unlearn what the enemy put in my head, what I put on myself and what the world put on me. And it's like now that I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I know a lot of people think I'm young, but I'm 27, but it like, it took me so long and now I realize why God puts those boundaries on sex and relationships and stuff like that is because it it can so easily be manipulated and twisted to where um like we don't understand that when we do that with other people it it ties our souls together and when it's not our spouse and it rips apart it rips away our identity and I put so much identity into my relationships and how the, the men in my life thought I was beautiful or thought I was worthy. And I didn't put it in God that when those relationships ended, it nearly destroyed me mm-hmm. because God was not my idol. My relationships were. And just speaking from somebody out of experience, it's looking back now, 
I, I mean, I had people saying, don't do this. And I thought, oh, they're, they're just trying to, you know, control my life or they're trying to, you know, but they, they, they saw what I wasn't seeing and my beauty isn't in the men that I date. It's not in, my worth is not put in with if I sleep with them or not. My worth and my beauty come from God. And it honestly didn't, it, it took me probably just till recently to actually realize this is why God says that. And it's not because he's trying to put us in chains. It's because he's trying to free our souls from things that we would be in bondage and slavery to later. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the rant. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's good. And it's good. And, you know, and it, it, it is a growth thing. I think we've all had those moments in our life, even though we knew the Lord, that we lost our way and we decided to try to find fulfillment elsewhere. And it is as we go through those trials and tribulations that our faith grows because we learn to re- rely on the Lord to get us through those things. And mm-hmm. as we get older and we understand and we realize that, you know, so-and-so is not as important as the Lord is and, you know, and that yeah. we have to commit ourselves to our purpose. And you shared a, or you told me about, um, I, was it the, I'm sorry, the, You've the, heard. The, the sermon that I said to you, the, the gentleman that you listen to all the time. To, uh, Pastor Michael Todd yeah, Mike in Todd. Tulsa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, I was listening to a, a sermon that he did the other day and I, I, I messaged Kittrick because I was like, wow, he said this and what he said was stop committing yourself to people who aren't committed to your purpose. Yep. And it just like hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. And it immediately stepped, like, I took a step back and I was just like, holy cow, that's convicting. And the people we surround ourselves with, what they what they say to us ultimately is either tearing us up or it's tearing us down. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I know we're kind of like rabbit trailing, but this is like all in like how people conceive us and beauty and stuff like that. Perceive. It's like... Perceive. Thank you. What, I don't know. I don't even know what I said, but it must. You not said have, conceive. It. Conceive. Like, no, for, don't that's conceive. That's another topic. <laughs> perceive. <laughs> you know, but it's like, are are they telling you you look terrible in those jeans? Uh, you need to go put some more concealer on. It's like, but are they like, you know, your worth is put in Jesus Christ. We got to make sure that we're surrounding ourselves with people who build us up instead of tear us down. And that does not mean though that they have to agree with everything you do. Honestly, some of the best friends in my life are friends that will sit me down and tell me the hard truths because they want growth for me, not because they want to tear me down. And sometimes that's a fine line, but it's like, I need friends who will sit me down and tell me the truth. Like you're not glorifying God with this behavior or you're, you're, you're putting your identity in someone other than God. And I see you going down this road. It's, that's not, you know, my friends trying to tell me or trying to control me, they're trying to build me up and push me towards holiness and God. And every relationship and everything we do should be pushing us towards holiness with God. And just humble yourself to the fact that those people mean well for you and not mm-hmm. mean harm for you. Um, you know, it's it's one thing for, for Mandy and I to say, hey, you know, let's let's go do this. Let's start taking walks at lunch every day or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to a situation I actually did run into um, just like two months ago at um, pickup for kindergarten pickup. And it was a gentleman that I had been friends with for the last couple of years. And, um, he's very into fitness and his whole family and everything. And, um, and I've like had two kids. I'm not the, the body that I used to be two years ago when I first met him. And, um, 
and my daughter was running and she was like, run with me, mom. And I said, I'm not running, kid. I was like, I was like, you're going to be hard pressed to find me running. And he turned around and he said, maybe you should start. And <gasps> I, yeah. Oh, no. And I just smiled at him and I was like, thanks for the advice. And I have stayed away from him ever since <laughs> because you set boundaries on those people. And, no. so, and if there's no relationship there, like, no. I mean, if there's not a really strong foundation yep. of relationship, I mean, that's where you're just like, yep. and done. Yep. We're done with yep. you, you know, and it's, it, you've got to have relationships yep. with people and you have to know how to talk to people. And that's just, you know, where we say, speak the truth mm-hmm. in love. However, that does not mean that it's always sunshine right. and rainbows and kittens. Sometimes telling the truth in love is tough love. I mean, how many times does God do that mm-hmm. with us? But I... I I don't know how you kept your cool because this is probably where we're, we're different. I would have been like, oh, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, just to make something just very abundantly clear, we're not shaming anybody. Uh-huh. We're not saying you, you can't wear makeup or you have to wear makeup or you can't wear this or you can't wear that or you have to be this size or, or not. It's what are we doing with our bodies to glorify God? And that's, that's, I think the main focus. And if our identity is in anything other than God, that's where it's going to be misconstrued. So if you like braiding your hair and putting on jewelry and getting your nails done, awesome. But it's the heart that we also need to make sure mm-hmm. has uh, what you said, Mandy, like the gentleness and humility, the pa- humility and, patience. and patience. It's, it's, the gentle spirit and you know that kind of stuff that god is looking for as well yeah. well <laughs> that was uncomfortable but, <sighs> i feel like i can breathe a little bit but i think necessary um if you have questions or comments about the episode today feel free to reach out to us um you can email us at igstrust at gmail.com we appreciate you and uh, look forward to hearing what your thoughts are and just appreciate all the listening. And you can also find us on Facebook at In God She Trusts and on Instagram at in.god.she.trusts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I have to say the dot part all the time, but it, like it will pop up. But um, yeah, and just like reach out to us. Um, if you like this podcast, share it with your friends. Give us a five-star review because we're amazing and we're hilarious. I mean, at least I think we are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I burned my eyelashes for you guys. Yeah, and we're, and we're sacrificing our bodies by sitting on a, on a bathroom floor. On a bathroom floor, <laughs> exactly. So share this with your friends. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.